Hello and welcome to Literary Merit, the show where we tell you what media has value. Spoiler alert! It's all of it. Also, spoiler alert, we'll be discussing spoilers as usual. So here's your warning. I'm Ashley. And I'm Alex. And we're getting hoogie right now. <laughs> right off the bat. First things first. First things first, it's hoogie time. I've got, what's that kind Ra- called? <laughs> Raspberry zinger. Raspberry zinger. It yeah. smells like a uh, hot Kool-Aid. It does. Mm-hmm. Drink my hot Kool-Aid, brother. <laughs> you remember that video? I, the hot Kool-Aid video? I think so, yeah. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> I miss the old internet. <laughs> Things were good then. And I'm I'm just I'm just drinking some classic English breakfast with a little bit of milk and sugar. I don't usually do that anymore. I normally drink tea plain, but when it comes to English breakfast, just a little bit of milk and sugar. It's really the way to do it. Mm-hmm. It's really the way. This is the way. <laughs> What kind of candle do we have? Oh, only my favorite. I love this candle. <laughs> Y'all, it's the cheapest and it's the best. It's Glade uh, Seasonal Warm Flannel Embrace is what it's called. And it is so good. I bought several backups when they started going on clearance because they were changing the seasonal candles out. Mm-hmm. This is how much I love this candle. It's very good. Like, I'm not usually like... If you were to say to me, warm flannel embrace, I'd be like, no, that's stinky. That sounds stupid. That sounds stinky and like overthought. Uh-huh. But no, this is very good. It's, it's kind of woody. But and also a sort musky. of like also sort of like yummy. It's yeah, it's got some sweetness to it, but still woody. Oh, I love it. It's my mm-hmm. favorite kind of smell. This is the kind of smell I like, everybody. <laughs> Go smell that smell. Though you might not be able to now, because I think they've all gone away from the stores. Yeah. It's- I bought all of them. <laughs> you bought all of them. <laughs> Where did you buy it from? Um, you can get them everywhere. I got this one at fucking Home Depot. The big three wick one. Yeah. I got that at Home Depot. Triple wick. Triple wick. Uh, John wick three. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, the backups, I just found at Fred Meyer. Like you can get it. I mean, it's a Glade candle. You can mm. buy them literally anywhere. But Thanks, Glade. This video is sponsored by Glade. Yeah, that'd be cool. But That's I a think big get. that you probably wouldn't be able to find this scent anymore because the last time I was at Fred Meyer, they were all gone. Yeah, I think Target often carries um, Glade candles too, but this is a, again a it's holiday a, one. Yeah, it's a seasonal one. Seasonal. <sighs> yeah, I bought this when I was shopping for um, Halloween decorations at Home Depot last fall. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. I'm ready. Five Minute Masters. So. Do it. I would like to tell you 13 fascinating things you didn't know about Lincoln's assassination. Woo! Fun, (laughs) historical, and creepy. About half of them you probably do know. (laughs) Hey, it's good to brush up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The assassination was part of a coordinated attack on several other politicians, too. Yeah, they were real, real mad about that whole thing. Yeah, I mean, their whole thing got thinged. They're, they're... Their wretched way of life was being yeah. threatened. Their wretched, economic, horrible, mm-hmm. like they—they're badness. The only way they knew how to do things. Yeah. Uh, the assassination. I mean, this one's just like it haunted witnesses for the rest of their lives. Like, duh. Yeah, you saw a man murdered. In like the most in, dramatic yeah. way possible, and not just a man, like, but, like one of the, the greatest. 
men of your time. Like And all time. Yeah, certainly American history. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, you'd expect it. Yeah, I mean, it has a little, like, stuff, too. More but. anecdotal. Yeah. Um, one of the witnesses, like, I guess, uh, shot and shot somebody and stabbed himself. Oh, yeah. Rathbone. Yeah, I think I've heard about that. Gentlemen. Um, also, Ulysses S. Grant turned down Lincoln's theater invitation and escaped death. Oh, what an interesting uh, turn of events. History could have been very different. Mm-hmm. Um, Lincoln may have had a premonition he would die. So hmm. he t- in one of his biographies, um, there's a, an account of... Um, Lincoln dreaming that he walked into a room in the White House and saw a body laying on the table. When he asked what happened, a soldier replied, the president, he was killed by an assassin. I mean, it feels like sort of a reasonable anxiety for for a a very contentious president to have. Yes. Yes. You know, it, it, yeah. Self-fulfilling prophecy, perhaps. I don't know if he fulfilled it. but but, but like. But like, it was reasonable for him to fear it. Because it was a thing that might have happened, and then it did happen. Yes. So yes. I don't know if that's a premonition. But one of his bodyguards also said that it was a, a repeated um, dream topic. Yeah. Which I mean, again, usually you people, dream about things that you're stressed about. A lot of people wanted to kill him. Yes. And one man eventually did. Half of his own country. Fifty. Well, I don't know. I don't know the split. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like fifty percent. I was like, I don't know that. I don't know that that's true. Um, the assassination resulted in the first woman to be executed by the U.S. government. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was the um, the woman who ran the border house that um, John, John Wilkes Booth and his conspirators. Did oh, she that. was like a conspirator. Well, they decided. We don't, we don't was, know for sure. Yeah, she was convicted. She, she was of convicted conspiring. of conspiracy. Yeah. yeah, she might have just been a mom. <laughs> yeah you know it's like okay yeah you guys can <laughs> okay boys whatever yeah um mary todd lincoln was institutionalized i think people know that one mm-hmm. um the manhunt for john wilkes booth we know about that one as well um john wilkes booth broke his leg while fleeing the scene yeah like why did he jump out of the th- like why didn't he just go back the way he came he had to be dramatic and jump yeah, onto the stage. He was an actor. He was an actor and he killed Abraham Lincoln. He had to let everybody know. Yeah. Yeah, he was a dummy. Yeah. I love the song from Assassins about him, though. Yeah. It's a mm-hmm. great song. Uh, Lincoln had already seen his assassin at a play at Ford's Theater two years p- before. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, the conspirators claimed they originally wanted to kidnap Lincoln, not kill him. But, I mean, one's a lot easier than the other, I would presume. Yeah, when, once you're there, you you can just shoot him, and that's what they did. And you don't have to, like, get multiple people. And he was a real big guy. Yeah. He was a big, strong man. Can't put him hard, in a bag. Hard to kidnap that, that Lincoln. <laughs> yeah. Not the most kidnappable man. Um, There weren't any bodyguards stationed at the doors of the presidential box. I bet that changed directly after that event. Well, normally they are, but they went for a drink. Oh, fellas. <laughs> Oh, no. Gentlemen, not during the Civil War, you didn't. (laughs) John Frederick Parker was supposed to be protecting President Lincoln while he attended a play at the Ford Theater, along with his wife and two young guests, after the Lincolns had settled in their box and the play paused so the orchestra could strike up Hail to the Chief. Parker left the theater at intermission to grab some drinks at the saloon next door. Oh, 
son. Ah, oh, son. Yep, that's on on you a little bit. That's definitely that's definitely somewhat on you. <laughs> like you had one job, <laughs> and you decided to go get drunk instead. Uh, of all things to be doing, too, while your president is being assassinated on your watch, getting drunk. <laughs> <laughs> he just needed a, a nightcap. I know. Uh, he was really bored by the morning. Well, he doesn't even get to see it. He's outside, you know. He just he, like that would be frustrating. I will say. He's being paid to do it. It's his literal job. It's his literal job. <laughs> You know, if I can just, like, fuck off from my job and go do something else, I might do that sometimes. But you're not supposed to do that. Doesn't matter how boring. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Lincoln died in a nearby boarding house. We know that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a very popular tourist attraction. Mm-hmm. Um, millions of distraught Americans lined up to watch his body cross the country, and that's it. Yeah. So, I'd say it's, like... A third things I already knew and some other fun facts. Yeah. Everyone should go listen to that song from the show Assassins. It's great. It's on Spotify where you may be listening to this right now. Perhaps. You might. So it's just a, it's a, just a hop, a, skip, and a, a click. A tap away. Yeah. It's a good song and a good musical. All right. So I had kind of gone through a couple of um, ideas for this five minute masters today and it just nothing was striking me as very interesting mm-hmm. and then something that came up while we were just talking occurred to me and i was like that's a good thing to talk about there we go because today turns yeah, out you had just told me it is the holiday in bulk also called saint bridget's day uh and it is a gaelic traditional festival um it is these days held on february 1st though historically the date would vary. Um, it's often associated with, uh, you know, the the first lambing of the year, um, or you know, the first sowing of seeds, or the um, the blooming of the blackthorn tree. It is one of four um, sort of historically observed seasonal festivals in. Celtic history in Gaelic Ireland. Um, Samhain, which we all know is Halloween. Um, Imbolc is right around now. Um, Beltane is in May. And uh, Lunaza, I think. It's it's an Irish word and I can't. <laughs> I can't, which is in August. <laughs> um, so... It's one of those days that is sort of a, you know, a pagan holiday that got Christianized Mm -hmm. because it was, you know, sort of a, a it's right between winter solstice and spring equinox and it is, uh, become the feast day for St. Bridget, but it was, you know, more of like a, a hearth festival, um, bonfire kind of thing, um, cleaning, spring cleaning sort of mm-hmm. is associated with it. Well, even like the weather today, did you hear the rain this morning? It was real pounding. It was like, it sounded like the washing machine was going this morning. It was so loud. Yeah. But. So yeah, you'd want to stay in and 
clean and enjoy yeah. the fire. Yeah, and you know, it kind of depends. Because it, it's meant to be sort of a looking forward to the coming spring and sort of the fr- the earliest signs that spring is coming with the, you know, early flowers starting to come mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. and the lambs and the, you know, as, as, we're, as we're sort of... It's like a... I think the uh, sort of the societal function of it is sort of a like winter's almost over y'all like we we're we've almost made it (laughs) one last hurrah to get us through just the the final push come on (laughs) we can do it look the blackthorn is blooming it's gonna be great just a little bit of a morale boost Mm -hmm. um now traditionally uh it actually began begins at um sundown on the day before because that's how sort of the days were measured was starting uh, at sunset. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, there would be like feasting happening, uh, you know, on Imbolc Eve, uh, dumplings and colcannon and oh, bannocks so and so stuff. So that's why I, I feasted upon Wendy's. <laughs> so that was, that was your, that was your Imbolc feast was your too big hamburger. It was so big. Your ill-advised iced tea. Oh God, yeah. Oh God, I was okay. We're done. We're done. <laughs> we don't need to talk about we Wendy's. We don't. We don't need to talk about Wendy's. <laughs> this episode's sponsored by Wendy's. <laughs> Wendy's and Glade. You don't see those often That's on quite podcasts. A combo. Yeah. Yeah, those are big. It's ones. a fragrant, <laughs> fragrant podcast. <laughs> Fresh, never, never frozen fragrance. <laughs> um, so a uh, little like. There are little doodads <laughs> to be very um, <laughs> respectful, culturally respectful, that one might uh, construct um, on St. Bridget's Day or in bulk. Um, a St. Bridget's cross, it's made, constructed of rushes that are sort of like bent around each other to form like a four-armed cross mm-hmm. um, or a little Bridget doll, um, also made of rushes, I believe. But, you know, they would sort of invite Bridget into their home uh, symbolically with uh, food and these kinds of little things. They'd uh, leave stuff out for Bridget to bless. Here's a St. Bridget's cross here. Oh, that's fun. Isn't that cool? People still do that. It's like a diet God's eye. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's continuing to be respectful. Uh... (laughs) But, yeah, it's just kind of a nice uh, celebration of, like, the, of, of, of a, a beginning, mm-hmm. you know? It's, like, it's, it's starting, and, you know, it, she, Bridget is associated with, like, youth and fertility. It's pre-gaming for spring. Yes, exactly. That is the perfect <laughs> description of it. That uh, should be the new tagline. We should uh, make it a bigger deal than it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, apparently, also... Um, in bulk was traditionally time of weather divination, kind of like a Groundhog Day sort of thing. Um, there was an, a Scottish Gaelic proverb, which translated goes, The serpent will come from the hole on the brown day of Breda, though there should be three feet of snow on the flat surface of the ground. I don't really know what that <laughs> means. That's a lot of snow for a snake to want to come through. Yeah. 
Uh, he he's he'd be very too cold. He's just checking. He's just like, is it? Tiny yeah, it's, like, gra- it's like he's pre-gaming day. for spring. Yeah, he's just checking out it. Fuck Groundhog's Day, by the way. Yeah, Groundhog's Day sucks. It's really stupid. We should, I don't know. It's just bad. It's always it's always six more weeks of winter. Always. Mm-hmm. But basically, like the idea was, if it was nice on, or like if if in bulk is like sh- a shitty day, that means that. The, like, hag figure of Gaelic tradition was asleep, and that would mean that winter was almost over. But if it was nice out, that meant that the hag was gathering firewood, uh, and that meant that winter was going to last longer. So opposite. Yes, if it's a shitty day, which, you know, it was pretty rainy and nasty today. Yeah. So that hag is fast asleep. Yeah, and, she's and like... It's almost spring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a real brief crash course on in bulk. Fun. Mm-hmm. When I was little, I used to think the groundhog thing. I didn't. I had never viewed it. Oh yeah. Because they air it, and so I thought it was just like some guy out watching us, like just some random. It, like groundhog. it was just something happening. Yeah, like, not like it wasn't a big like, thing that is such a production. It wasn't very, institutionalized. Very fake. It was. Yeah. Like, it's because, of course, the fucking groundhog is going to be scared of his shadow. He's surrounded by cameras. Yeah. And what does it even mean for him to be scared of his shadow? Like, what an insane thing. Yeah. It's insane. Like, Good the, witch, movie, though. the witch thing makes more sense. Sure. Because it's like, oh, you know, yeah, it's some kind of divine thing happening. Yeah. She's getting firewood. Like, let her, let her be. But if she's getting firewood, that means she's gearing up for more winter. We yeah, don't which that. gives you a preparation yourself. So you're uh-huh. like, oh, I better get some, get some firewood too. Yeah. She knows what's up. I better batten down the hatches. Mm-hmm. So. What are we talking about? <laughs> we, we, we have had little time to sort of share media experiences lately. Yep, I've been down in the, down in the, the sickness a little You've bit. You've been down with the sickness. I've been... Just trying to recuperate from January. Yeah, you're hectic. It was schedule. a bad January. I mean, it was a fine January, but I was just very, very busy. Mm-hmm. So we just kind of have our own things going on. Um, so do you want to go first? So I binged watch. <laughs> I didn't even stay homesick. I so I didn't like just take extra time to binge watch these shows. I just did it because mm-hmm. I have the capability. Um, I watched season three or part three of Sabrina mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and season two of Sex Education, both mm-hmm, on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Check your local listings. They <laughs> <laughs> um, they were up to par, and I think I even told you that I thought the season two of Sex Education was better than season one. Yeah, I got I saw a little bit of it while you were watching it. And it seemed great. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I haven't caught up on either of those both things. of them are like excitingly queer mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in ways that netflix tends not to be in other things they're getting braver at least in the good sh- or at least in the shows that i enjoy yeah um but yeah so sabrina was very sacrilegious it was wonderful mm-hmm. in my opinion i was telling my have a coworker who's quite religious not like super religious but quite religious and i was like oh the new season is a very sacrilegious she's like why are you telling me this <laughs> i was like well tell, tell me about it i don't mind if you spoil so um the the reason it's sacrilegious other than you know it's about it's about Satan, satanic witches um is because this season uh lucifer has been contained 
in a flesh archon. So he is out of the picture temporarily. Interesting. Lilith has assumed the throne of hell. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're trying to get Sabrina's boyfriend back, who is the flesh archon for Lucifer. Uh-huh. Well, you know, his name is Nick Scratch, so he it was sort of... He Foretold. Was, yeah. <laughs> definitely foreshadowed, at least. Um, so this... Season's all about, like, the coven trying to, like, figure out how to be witches without Satan. (laughs) Which is kind of fun. Like, first they're like, we're going to try praying to Lilith tonight. See how that goes. (laughs) Um, Not well, because unfortunately they start to lose their magic. Uh Uh-oh. Because it's not powered by Satan anymore. Because he's like, no. you, You trapped me in a flesh prison. Yeah. Um... So that's fun. Sabrina's doing the trying to find her boyfriend thing, but also she sort of uh, gets in an argument with the Lords of Hell, the three Lords of Hell. Right, those guys. And their up and coming new pretender to the throne. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't even remember his name, but he's made it a clay. And that's like a thing he keeps saying. Neat. <laughs> right. <laughs> um. And so she has to collect these uh, unholy artifacts in order to uh, prove that she is the true queen of hell. Yeah, that's the thing that I was sort of aware of from the comics. Yeah. So she has to get, and that's the sacrilegious part, is the, the, the artifacts. They're quite fun. Oh, yeah? So the first one is, I don't remember his name, but it's Herod's crown. Oh. Yeah. Neat. Which is in a tree with Herod. With Herod? <laughs> He's just all liquidy and zombified. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Um, and then she has to get uh, Pontius Pilate's bowl. Ooh, the hand washing bowl. She has to go back in time to get it. What? <laughs> That's insanity. Yeah, and in and she's like in a time loop where um, the people involved in that whole thing are reliving it forever. That whole thing. Well, you I know, mean, the passion. The passion. That yes. whole thing. That whole thing. I don't know it. Like, the people. <laughs> so that's fun. Um, so she doesn't get the crown. The other guy gets the crown. She gets the bowl. And she leaves him there. Even though he kind of helped her. Um, but he gets out by just living the 2,000 years. Uh, well, that's how you do it. I mean, if you're made out of clay... You can just do it. You just can. Um, and then the last one is Judas's ten pieces of silver. Oh, fun! <laughs> wow, man, it's so fascinating how hard this series goes on the satanic yeah. and the 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 Judeo Christian. Yeah, like it's extremely steeped in sort of weird Christian lore. Yeah, in like. They're just like, what is something that you just don't talk about? It's like, mm-hmm. okay, well, let's go get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, what it would be this... I don't know. It's sort of like an interesting, almost like fantasy-esque thing. Uh-huh. You know? That everybody's in on the joke. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is so interesting to see something that frames witches as protagonists, but also satanic. Mm-hmm. Like, that's really rare. Usually, it's either satanic witches and that's bad because obviously satan bad Mm -hmm. or 
oh no, it's a misconception and they are not actually satanic at all and it's a whole other thing and it's just, it's just close-minded people. But it's like, no, no, the literal devil and they worship him. Yeah, but then they find out he kind of sucks. Sure, <laughs> but he's still like the source of their power yeah. mm-hmm. and like literally real. Yeah. <laughs> and also Sabrina's father. Ha. Ah. Which is why she is the heir to yeah. the throne. Yeah, yeah. But she still has to prove it because she's a girl. You know, that whole song. Yeah, it's season two went real hard on the sort of gender issues. Yeah. And then season three, we have uh, Theo, who Mm -hmm. sort of transitioned in season two. Yeah. Gets like a cute boyfriend. Cool. Who turns out to be the child of this pagan clan that moves into town with their circus. Okay, so now we're bringing pagans into it. Yeah. We've got the literal Judeo-Christian devil, but we've also got pagans. Yeah, so these pagans, uh, so the the cute boy, I don't remember his name, but he's got like cute green hair and he always wears a little hat. (laughs) Um, He, uh, you eventually find out he's a hobgoblin. Oh, fun. Love it. (laughs) Fun. Love it. He's really fast. That's his thing. (laughs) Hobgoblins are fast. Okay. Um, and you sort of meet the people, the the the, the cast of this uh, of this troop of pagans. One of them is just Cersei. Just that, just that one. I mean, she calls herself Cersei, and she can transform things into other things. Yeah. And she transforms some jocks into pigs. I mean, that's what Cersei's known so for. So I assume transforming it's the, jocks into pigs. The Cersei. The one. And then there's the God Pan. Is the ringmaster. Yeah. And then there's also a Gorgon, who I assume is Medusa. Yeah. I mean, or one of of the other ones. Yeah. There were three of them. Yeah. (laughs) Only three. But if she's more normal looking, then it's Medusa. She, they all can do glamour things. Mm -hmm. So she is not normal. That's interesting. (laughs) Yeah. So that's fun. Um, And they're trying to resurrect the green man. Love it. I love that guy. End life on Earth. Oh, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know he would do that. I didn't that's know not, you would do that. That's, that's not that's... something I'm familiar with in his oeuvre. Yeah, it's sort of... The, that's that... not really how the how the folklore goes. <laughs> well, there's sort of like, oh, we'll sacrifice a virgin and then he'll pollinate everybody and they'll turn into plant zombies. Oh, okay. So he's just plant- plantifying the yeah. earth. Yeah. Yeah, that's more green man. Yeah. Um, And so they have a giant wicker green man. Love it. All, a wicker all, man. All very fun. Um... And then there's like timey wimey shit. So. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's the only thing I don't necessarily like, but they handle it in an interesting enough way that I that I'm fine with it. Mm-hmm. I do find it very fascinating that they're like branching out now into oh, yeah. like other mythologies. Oh yeah, and since the season ends with the witches, like so, a whole bunch of shit happens. Mm-hmm. They run out of it their. Sounds magic. like a very eventful. They thing. just shit fucking run out of their magic. Oh. And they're like, okay, let's call these other, like, hedge witches to, like, come and help us. Because these, uh, we offended the pagans and now they want to kill us. They killed a snake in front of the pagans and the pagans were like, no. No. You. Virgins? Fine. Snakes? No. <laughs> well, they, they killed a snake in front of the, the gorgon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Obviously. <laughs> Stupid. And so, so that happens and then they steal magic from the... The hedge witches, but they also like kind of get it permission, and so they sort of, sort of helping them, and then they sort of join the coven mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, and then, uh, 
Hilda gets cursed by Cersei. Oh no. And she turns slowly starts turning into a spider. A giant Ew. grotesque awful spider. Ew. Uh, she kills a guy. Thing going on there. Yeah, she kills a guy. I know. And then she almost kills her new fiance. Oh, they got engaged. Yeah, they got engaged. Aww. It's very cute. Um, and then Zelda has to kill her because she's a giant spider. Yeah, and they I don't mean, have magic to fix her. Oh yeah. So then she buries her in their right. cane pit. Yeah. To try and bring her back because that's always worked. Mm-hmm. Doesn't work. Then Zelda gets shot. What? And she has to figure out limbo. <laughs> and it's just a whole thing. Anyway, cut to, to, in order to resurrect Hilda, Zelda comes back. In order to resurrect Hilda, they have to get magic back. They, in while she's in limbo, Zelda figures out, oh, I know who we can call upon for magic. Um, the three goddesses. The mother, the maiden, and the crone. Okay. The triple goddess? The triple goddess, yeah. Okay. And so now they're those witches kinds now. That's better. <laughs> That's better. A little more standard. Well, it's certainly more uh sort of palatable. Yeah. So so yeah, now that's their their thing. <laughs> I mean the you know, yeah, because I am really fascinated by the whole like because i get you know a lot of the concept behind the the chilling adventures of sabrina you know the comic and the show both is the sort of like let's make it real dark let's make it real dark and so what's the darkest satanic witches like that's that it's you know edge town um but when we're supposed to like care for these characters and root for them it can be hard when it's like, well, but they're they're literally like doing evil, and like yeah. they like to do evil. Yeah, and they they like on their high holy holidays they sacrifice their children and like their yeah. students. Yeah, it's like it's they're doing Our high unholy holidays. Yes, of course, <laughs> it's very sacrilegious. Um, so I I it's healthy for the show, I think. Yeah, for well, and because especially I was like I've oh I've been wondering what they were gonna do with Sabrina's discomfort, you know, because she's like yeah. I'm half human and I don't I don't feel cool about all of this stuff. So things have happened to Sabrina. So there's two of her now because time. Ah. Um. She did a time loop and she decided instead of closing the time loop, let's just you go rule hell and I'll go be with my friends. And they're like cool. So now there's one Sabrina to rule hell and one Sabrina to, to be, be a normal. human. <laughs> okay. That's that's very interesting. Sort of a, a really a really blatant... that's what she's wanted all along, is like Yeah, well yeah, it is like a, a wish fulfillment of like, mm-hmm. I don't have to choose. Yeah, I both can do both things of them. get done. It's like that's you know, and then they don't have to come down on either side either. You know, mm-hmm. they don't have to say, like, this is what is the correct choice. Well, and they can also breathe each season. They can be like, okay, this season we're not going to focus on the hell stuff because it's taken care of right now. Mm-hmm. And then they'll do Greendale stuff. Mm-hmm. And then the next season they can be like, uh-oh, something's happening in hell. Let's stay out of Greendale for a little bit because that's taken care of. They, they have a little more flexibility, I think. Mm-hmm. They probably won't do that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, of course. But but it isn't. Yeah, they're just making some really interesting choices mm-hmm. with like moving away from the satanic stuff, and also just being like, ah, she doesn't she doesn't have to choose. We don't have a dilemma. Yeah, <laughs> her dilemma's been taken away. And for her coronation, oh, nice. she gets dressed up in like 
full-on skeletal Queen Elizabeth. Oh, I need all to of it. see it. Like, the big hair, the collar. Love it. The dress, the big, yeah. everything. <laughs> Blonde thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Yeah. Wow, that, they're making some interesting choices there. Yeah, so heavy spoilers on that. Yeah. They <laughs> just told do. everybody the whole season. We give a spoiler warning yeah. every episode, Alex. I know. Um, and then sex education was good. I won't spoil it because it's a little more like... Yeah. Just for it's more drama, so it's uh-huh. like I, I don't really want to like explain the drama because mm-hmm. there's not a lot of plot as so much there is just like it's just an emotional journey. Yeah, and you watch some of it with me too, mm-hmm. like especially the bus stuff. Mm-hmm. The bus stuff was intense. Um, love the the complicated queer relationship in that one too, where it's like this new boy, and then there's the old boy, and it's just oh, <laughs> so good. Yeah. And then they also do a very sexual musical of Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> That's very weird. Yes. It's very weird. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing that I watched recently when I found a moment um, was the Netflix film Nino Kuni, which is an anime film based on the video game franchise which was made sort of in conjunction. So the video game franchise was made in conjunction with Studio Ghibli. I don't think this film has anything to do with Studio Ghibli. They sort of mimicked the style of Hayao Miyazaki, but I don't think the animation studio was involved at all. Um, I do believe that the music was composed by Hayao Miyazaki's usual composer, whose name escapes me. And it sounds like it. I mean, it's not like his finest work, yeah. but it's it sounds like his work. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds very Ghibli. But, so, this movie is very thematically confused. <laughs> and that's mostly what I want to talk at you about. And I told you a little of this, but... So the the general plot is there are um, three modern high school students in Tokyo, Yu, Haru, and Kotana. And Yu and Haru are best friends, and Kotana is Haru's girlfriend, but Yu is secretly in love with her also. Classic triangle. Also, Yu is uh, in a wheelchair. He, he uses a wheelchair. His He does not have the use of his legs. Um, he is an orphan who was adopted by a lady who works in a flower shop. And he calls her Sis Saki. And it's very cute. Um, one day, though, Kotana is stalked and stabbed in the abdomen by a stranger seemingly at random Mm -hmm. but he looks like a weird magical creep and he uses a very fancy dagger to stab her (laughs) so clearly something weird is going on um uh you arrives just in time to witness this happening and he can't do anything because he's in a wheelchair and he can't really get there in time and he can't really chase after the guy and he can't really you know, do, so he's like, oh, and then Haru shows up and he's like, ah, I'm a hot-headed and impulsive one. I'm mad at you for not being able to stop this. I will scoop her up and run to the hospital now. And you was like, wait, don't. Also, I'm, just like, don't confront people with knives, even if it's like. Right. 
great. And it's like, what know. could he have done? He was, yeah. he couldn't, yeah. Just being but, rude, but see, rude the boy. thing about Haru, see, the, the way that these boys are set up is Haru is the, the cool guy who's sort of hot-headed and impulsive, and you is more subdued and contemplative and logical. Uh, and so Haru's running away to the hospital with his bleeding girlfriend, runs into the road, Yu is right behind him, they all almost get hit by a big truck, <laughs> and then suddenly, they're in fantasy land, and Kotena is not there with them anymore, and also you can walk now. Um, and so they're just trying to find Kotena, and they find out that Princess Astrid, uh, who's the princess of this land, looks exactly like Kotona. And so, like, that's her. I don't know how, but we gotta go find her because we are afraid she died, but now she's a princess. What's going on? Uh, turns out Princess Astrid is dying of a curse, and for some reason, you is able to break this curse. Having now watched this film twice, I'm still not clear on why he was able to do it, but it turns out there was a magical invisible dagger in her abdomen that only appeared when he reached for it. He has protagonism. He's, yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> He's got a case of protagonism. Yeah, it's not really explained why he is able to do this. And Haru even points it out later. He's like, hey, you know, why were you able to pull that dagger out? I... I went right there, and it, it, it I wasn't able to do that. And it almost seemed like he was, like, mad about it. He was like, <laughs> why could you do it yeah. and not me? And then... They're like, then we'll never talk about it again. Well, and then Haru's like, you know what I think? I think this is all a dream. <laughs> <laughs> so he's, like, seemingly mad, but then he's like, you know, the explanation is this is all made-up shit and nothing matters. It's like, why were you mad then? Why were you so serious for a second? It's very weird. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Movie unfolds fairly, um... There's a war, if I remember what yeah, you said. Yeah, fairly boringly. Uh, you know, Yu starts falling in love with Princess Astrid. Um, the court magician is shady as shit. He clearly is gearing up to be the villain. Uh, he, he's this little pink-haired twink in glasses. <laughs> <laughs> and... And he's acting real sinister. What was that meme last night that I just kept laughing about? It was like the my, oh, the rainbow bright something twink. It was it was a it was a Little Women reference. Oh yeah, yeah, that was, that <laughs> was called Lori a twink. Let's 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 retweet that on the on the yeah. podcast Twitter. It's very funny. Um, <coughs> I, 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 this magician he tells the king, you know what? I bet these guys are actually secret assassins who are here to, like, learn your secrets so that they can invade because we have our, you know, bad guy villain enemies that exist. Um, and the king's like, you're right, they're pretty suspicious, I, I should think. listen to this court jester. <laughs> he's not a jester, he's a magician. Oh, well, you said jester earlier. Did I? I think you I did. I said court magician. Oh, maybe I misunderstood. <laughs> no, More like a vizier, then, okay. Yeah, he's, he's the, like... <laughs> you said jester, I was like... I hope I didn't. I don't think I said Jester. Ch- r- play back the tape. <laughs> well, you all will know. You all will know who was the dumb. So, uh, they were like, hey, bo- hero boys, come back to the castle for a reward. <laughs> and they put them in a coliseum and make them fight some men. 
And it turns out these boys are very competent swordsmen. And they're like, wow, I guess we can fight with swords here. Woohoo! And they're like kicking ass with these because swords. Because all you need is permission, and yeah. then you're good at it. Yeah, he, well, it's just like, oh, by some sort of weird magic oh, of okay. this land, turns out we can actually fight with swords here. We know how to do this here. And so they're like showing off, and then the king's like, fucking, you can stop now. Anyway, we're going to put you in jail or something. <laughs> And they're like, what? And the princess is like, dad, what? <laughs> like, they literally saved my life and you're going to put them in jail now? Um, and you is like, hey, Haru, th- th- when we when we transported to this world, uh, it was, I think it was because we were in great danger. So let's put ourselves in great danger and I think we'll leap back. Let's jump into that big fire. <laughs> and I'm thinking... No! What? what? No! That's a huge logical leap. What are you talking about? How could you possibly? You've done. You've done it literally once. What is telling you that that was the circumstance that caused it to happen? Uh-huh. You were. You were in danger, but you have no reason to believe. Maybe it was a magic truck. Maybe anything. Maybe anything. <laughs> you can't say, hey, buddy, let's leap into this big fire. I think it'll take us home. Does it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so they go, they they go back to their world and they find Kotana and she's fine and it never happened. She was never stabbed um, and it's all fine. And then um, they hear about... So they watched these three fucking, like, anti-curse magicians try to save the princess before they did it. And these guys got wrecked by this curse and, like, turned to dust. And then when they go back to their world, they find out that three guys who look suspiciously similar to those three guys were run into by a truck and died. And so he was like, that's super weird. Like, I think... There's like a one-to-one where if something happens to someone in that world, it happens to them here. Like we've got these counterparts. Mm -hmm. So it's like, oh yeah, and that makes sense. You saved Princess Astrid and so Kotana is fine now and she she, she didn't get stabbed. Cool. Now I don't quite understand why it was like it never happened because everything else is like... just like, oh, the doctors saved her? Yeah. Because that will happen later. That's what you've said is a thing that will occur later in the film. <laughs> so, so, you was like, hey, Haru, let's talk about this magical adventure that we just had. Because I'm still thinking about it. And Haru's like, nah, 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 nah. I think it was just a dream and it never really happened. Koten is fine, so I don't give a shit. And he's like, but, but this little, th- th- those three guys are dead. And we saw them be dead. This is a thing. Uh, and then Kotuna gets cancer. <laughs> That's right. Kotuna suddenly has three months to live. And they're like, what? And Haru's like, clearly it wasn't a dream and was real. But I'm leaping to the logical conclusion that it's because we rescued Astrid Kotana's gonna die now because somebody has to die. And he's like, what? That's not... I don't think that's how it works. And he's like, no, that's how it works. And I'm so certain of it. I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna go jump in a big fire. I'm gonna go jump in a fire, go to this magic world, and kill Princess Astrid to save Kotana's life. 
And he was like, that's super messed up, even if true. Like, <laughs> like, no, you can't do that regardless of your faulty logic. No. Um, there's also just some weird-ass editing. Uh, yeah, and, uh, okay, so they go fucking back to Nino Kuni world. And Haru goes to the bad guy. And the bad guy's like, yep, you're right. It, it is the way that you think it is. And if you if you kill, if you if you save someone, then the other one has has to die. Yep, you figured it out. When really that villain is probably like not even previously known about the other world. Yeah, well, he knows. But anyway, people, there's in Nino Kuni world, there are legends of the oh, other world. Okay. For some reason, they kind of know legendarily about our world, and we don't have legends about them because we don't. Because they're boring. Yeah. No, they're <laughs> way more interesting. Uh, so uh, Haru, or rather, you goes to the castle, and he's like, yo, I, Astrid's definitely in danger because my friend Kotona is the other her, and she's got cancer, so something bad is going to happen. And they're like... You fucking, what, what even are you? You jumped in a fire and disappeared and now you're back and you're telling us this weird shit? Like, why should we, what are you, and he's, and they're like, oh, we've just gotten really specific and sudden news that your friend Haru is marching on the castle with the bad, bad guy. And it's like, how do you even know that? Where did you get this news from? (laughs) But they have the news. (laughs) Um, and so they're like, oh, huh, well, I guess she is in imminent danger, so maybe you're right. We were going to put you in jail, but instead... Lead our army. <laughs> yeah, basically, they're like, we're going to make you the protector of the princess, but you have to kill your friend Haru when he shows up. And he's like, I, I guess this is happening. And Astrid's like, hey, um, you... Since it seems like maybe your friend is dying because I didn't die, I need you to stab me with this magical knife now because it's the only thing that can kill me. So there's this Aegis. (laughs) There's a a spell on Princess Astrid called the Royal Aegis, and if anybody does harm to her, the same harm will befall them. Um, And so that people are like, how is this curse on her? Because she's... Because cause you can't curse her unless if you without cursing yourself. You can't hurt her. But she's like, I got this special knife that my mom made. <laughs> and it can kill me. So I need you to kill me with it. And now, there, there is a reading of this that says, Astrid is afraid that this is the case. And she feels this guilt. And she... It's the, it's the only way that you can read it that makes any sense because she's just like, well, you sh- you you must want to do this. It will alleviate your guilt over saving me if you kill me. And he's like, no, no, wait, all of this is no, no. And she's like, but wouldn't you do anything to save the person that you care about? He's like, not murder somebody. Right, well, and that's the fucking thing of it. Because, yeah, she's like, wouldn't you do anything, commit any crime in order to save the person that you love? And he's like, no, actually, I don't think I believe in that. I don't believe in doing anything for the person that you love. Like, I like her a lot, but I'm not, I don't think it's right to kill like another. Like, make her a nice meal. I don't think it's right to kill someone to save someone. 
So, <laughs> and she's like, what, really? And her stupid little fucking cat sidekick is like, yes, princess, it is wrong to do that. <laughs> it's a really weird moment. And the cat's name is Dandy, and he wears pantaloons. Mm-hmm. And it's very hard to take him seriously, as he's like, no, princess, don't give your life. It's, it's weird. And she's like, huh, something to think about. <laughs> That never occurred to me. Yeah, she's like straight up ready to die. And not even like, I'll kill myself for her sake. Like, you, stab me with this right now. Here's the knife. It's weird. <laughs> you know that guilt? You can alleviate it by, with more guilt. <laughs> yeah, kill me. And then you'll feel better. <laughs> He's like, I don't think I would. <laughs> so uh, the army show up. And they have a big fight. And there's fun friends who we met in the beginning of the movie who show up into this fight. None of them matter in any way. They're just back. There's a big dog mercenary man. And he's like, I'm here to fight. And even like the captain of the guard dude is like, who the fuck are you? And he's like, I'm a big fighter dog. And he's like, okay. And it's like, they're, they, now they've met. Like, for, it's just nothing. It's, I'm a big fighter dog. Yeah, he's like a big mercenary who's a dog man. And he's like, that's my name and who I am. I'm fighting with you and the guy's like cool <laughs> thanks and then they just go on fighting there's no resolution to any of this it doesn't go anywhere it's not like he then gets a job at the castle or something he's just like I'm the guy from the beginning of the movie I'm fighting now <laughs> okay thanks uh, so you and Haru face on the battlefield and he's like this is fucking nuts and Haru's like I don't care <laughs> if it's crazy I think this might be a dream but also, I need to save Kotona, so I'm gonna kill Astrid. And he's like, maybe you're gonna kill her, though, if you kill Astrid. And yeah. he's like, no! Fight, fight, fight! And even if it is a dream, you still shouldn't kill somebody, especially if you're not sure. Yeah. Just yeah, like, that's like, what as I'm a thinking. Rule. And so, you know, it seems as like... As, like, the... one of perhaps ten rules. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a fairly significant rule. And so, you know, it's sort of setting up this idea of, like, no, there are certain things that it is not acceptable to do. You know, you can't, you can't sacrifice someone else even to save someone that you love. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so this is the thing. This is the thing that's happening. Now, of course, fighting each other puts them in mortal peril. So they wake back up in their world. Um, but not before we get a flashback of when these boys met. And Haru has always been a dipshit. Turns out he and some friends were f- playing in a lumber yard. Some real Red Ranger energy. Yeah, yeah, for real. <laughs> they were playing in a lumber yard. And they're kicking a can. And now there's a dog maybe 30 feet away. And they're playing rowdily as boys do with this can, but this can lands next to this big mean lumberyard dog and it wakes up and they're like, oh shit, we woke the dog. I don't know why it was not bothered by them previously, but it wasn't. So his friends take off and he's like, I'm not gonna run from this dog. Why, Haru? Why would you not run? And then he's like, the dog like jumps on him and is like biting at him. And he manages to throw the dog off and starts running. He's like, oh man, my, I'm running. I don't mean to be running. How stupid that I'm running. And it's like, it's, it's a mad dog. You can run away from it. You shouldn't fucking be here anyway. 
he gets cornered by, honestly, the slowest dog ever. He's like a child running away. The dog is not catching up to him. I don't know why the dog is so slow. <laughs> uh, finally, it corners him, and it's gonna get him, and then you shows up in his little child wheelchair and throws a rock at the dog, and is like, hey, dog, come attack me instead. And it does. And then we cut to the two boys out of danger, hanging out in, like, a little bit, and it's like, what happened to the dog, though? <laughs> Did they kill it? <laughs> I don't know what... That might make sense as to their weird thoughts about murder. Yeah, like the, he's being... It's just like, oh, wow, he distracted the dog... Murder is our solution. To, ...to, like, sacrifice himself instead of me get bit by dog. But we don't know how that's ever resolved. It just is. And they become fast friends. Wee, 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 cut to them. The boys have woken up in their regular world. And... Turns out the hospital where Kotina is, is on fire. <laughs> it is burning down. This is not resolved either. They both go to visit her. Like, he was like, Kotina. And they both both independently go to the hospital. The fire is never referenced again. I don't know why that. It's like, I think the hospital fire is supposed to be reflective of the battle. It's like the mirror event of the battle. But it's not like... It just gets fixed. It just, uh, yeah, it just like, oh, and then they put the fire out, I guess, off screen. It's not important. They both go to the hospital. <laughs> Don't tell us there's a fire. <laughs> I, I know, it doesn't go anywhere. So Yu shows up at the hospital just as Haru is leaving Kochina's hospital room. And he's like, she's not doing good. And and she's asleep right now. And Yu's like, Haru. And then it cuts to their outside now, standing in almost the same configuration and their conversation continues, where Yu's like, Haru, we can't go on like this. Don't you see that this is not how to fix this problem? And it's like, why did we cut to outside? It's like, it was extremely jarring. It was like they teleported. I don't know. It was the weirdest moment. Not too important as the film goes, but it was just like, <laughs> what was this directorial choice? Like, why are they suddenly outside? They could have been having this conversation in the hallway. They were just in for two seconds. Anyway... He's like, listen, Haru, clearly, clearly that guy was lying to you. <laughs> and if, if, if Astrid dies, Kotena dies, like you can see and Haru's like, yeah, <laughs> you're right. Um, and so they go, Yu's adoptive sister gets attacked by that same assassin, but they show up. Yu throws a cactus at the guy's head. <laughs> He literally throws a cactus at his head. It's really funny. Um, and they run away. The guy turns into a giant spider, is chasing them. And there's an exciting car spider chase. For some reason, this spider spits webbing rather than, like, yep. mm -hmm. shooting it from its butt. It's yeah. weird. I mean, it's anime. Yeah. Uh, Sis Sisaki does some very fancy driving until she drives them into the river. <laughs> Fence, land in the river, mortal danger enough. Pew, pew, pew. Now they're in Nino Kuni again. Yeah, there's like flashes of light. And I think, and you see three flashes, and I'm like, oh, did Saki go to Nino Kuni with them? No, she didn't. I don't, I don't know. She's what, not special enough. Yeah, I don't know She's why. She's not they, in mortal enough danger. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why these boys get to do it, and she doesn't. But anyway, they are back at the battle where, um, Bertha, the female knight, who is the corresponding person to Sisaki, is, like, being taken away by the enemy. And it's like, oh, she's in danger 
because Saki's in danger in the river. <laughs> and they go... Okay. So, Yu goes into the castle, and they're like, why are you in here? You're supposed to be out there fighting. And he's like, no, I am here to fight. This is where the fight is at. And they're like, what? And he's like, you, you pink-haired twink, you're the bad guy. I figured it out. And he's like, that's stupid. And he's like, no, I've, I added up all the Sherlock Holmes clues, and it turns out you're the villain who, who cursed the princess, and you're, you're the one doing the bad things. And he's like, ha ha ha, not only that, turns out I'm secretly the actual bad guy leading the other bad guy army somehow. He was the same guy. And he's also the deceased older brother of the king. You see. He didn't die. He did. He did die. He did die. And it was their dad. <laughs> so there's references made to some big past conflict. This where is too much for it's a single movie. And most of it happens in the second half. Like the first half is leisurely and fun. And then suddenly all of this is happening. <laughs> it's It's just mind boggling. He's like. Yeah, remember that how I was the, so the the medieval practice of like having sort of a hostage from the family of one nobleman, uh, you know, live with another one to sort of ensure safety. It's like, oh, we have your son and he's living here. So you're, we're safe from you because he's, you know, under threat from us at any time. Sort of a, Yeah. An arrangement. Now, you don't usually do this with your oldest son and heir, but apparently this king did, and he gave his son to this other country, and he grew up there and got married and had a child, and then his father, like, attacked with his army and just killed everybody, including his son and his family. It's very stupid, but he's like, my father betrayed me. And the king's like, he regretted it every day. And it's like, yeah, but he still fucking did it. Like, how psychotic. And so he's like, but through alchemy, I built a new body out of demons. <laughs> Very throwaway line. It's not explained how. It's like, but you were dead. How'd you make a body with alchemy if you had already died? Don't know. Doesn't matter. Moving on. He's like, so, so the princess has an enormous magical power. And so I'm going to take take it out of her and become the king like I should have been before my dad killed me. Except for they know how to, to take that power by the knife. Well, that would just kill her. But could it, But if he takes the power, they could kill him. The knife doesn't come back into the story. Okay. We're done with the knife. It's over. That was there for one scene. We don't care about the knife anymore, Alex. It doesn't matter. <laughs> There's more plot to shove into this thing. There's so much plot we need to get to right now. Why wouldn't we have it earlier? It doesn't matter. So he's like, you see, I am so mad because my own father killed me in service of his kingness. And so it's like, okay, so like, he, he it's sort of an inverse of the like, you know, sacrificing, you know, sacrificing someone else to save someone you love. You know, he, this king sacrificed his son in order for the strength of his kingdom or whatever and but now it's warped him and he's evil and he wants you to kill your loved ones in service of his kingness okay okay and then he's like guess what i'm the mind control haru right now kill the princess 
And it's like, okay, that makes sense. He, he wanted to manipulate Haru into killing the princess because he if he did it, he would die. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I got to kill her, but I can't kill her myself. So you, mind control, kill the princess. You fights him for a little bit. And then, and then Haru snaps out of it. Because he does. And he's like, I'm mad at you because you made my friend fight me. I'm going to fight you. <laughs> and he's like, anyway, I'm going to turn into a big monster now. So the bad guy turns into a big Not monster. Not even my final form. Not even his final form. <laughs> he turns into a wretched beast. Uh, and I mean, alchemy body of demons. Sure, I guess. That's, yeah. All right, fine. <laughs> fine. So they go outside and fight him. And... Uh, the castle breaks a little, and the big spike is going to fall on Princess Astrid, and you jumps on top of her, so it skewers him instead, and he's bleeding to death. And so Astrid and Haru are like, we're going to fight the bad guy for you now. We're so sorry that you're dying, but you've done enough. <laughs> you sacrificed yourself for us, and so we're going to take out the bad guy for you. Bye. So they go and start fighting the monster meanwhile okay there's this old man okay (laughs) there's been he was he this old man who was at the hospital so when so haru was found in a plane crash no not haru you was found in a plane crash as a baby that's why he's an orphan and apparently why he doesn't have the use of his legs while he was in the hospital, he befriended an eccentric old man who told him about the other world. This old man shows up, and he's like, I told you all that shit. Anyway, I've got this magic legendary sword. You're the guy who gets to have it, because you're special. Bye! Does it heal him? Yeah. Well, okay, it's his cane. <laughs> so the old man has this cane, and he's like, this is a sword. Uh, it's the magic legendary sword. I'm yes. leaving now. I gave you the sword. You gets up, and he's going to fight... And it turns into the sword, and everyone's like, it's that sword! It's that magic legendary sword! And he gets better, and he fights him with it. It's Excalibur! Yeah, basically. (laughs) It's called Mornstar, I think. Anyway, he's fighting. Bad guy, Monster Man, picks up the princess, flies in the air, and they're like, he's gonna drain her power in the sky! (laughs) How is he doing it? Not clear. He's just like, like squeezing her and like her powers go and it's like he can do that apparently he can do that is this having any adverse effect on him no i don't know why all all of that made me remember another thing about sabrina (laughs) we'll get to it so he's he's sapping her power now earlier there had been this bird This important bird that we saw for a moment. And the princess was like, that's a special important bird that only shows up for heroes. It's very rare for humans to see this big legendary bird. The bird shows up and he's like, help me, bird. And it scoops him up and flies into the air with him. <laughs> and, he, and he chops the monster's hand off and saves Astrid. And then down on the ground, he, he fights the monster some more. And when it looks like all is lost and the monster hasn't pinned, the monster's like, wait, where the fuck's your sword? And he's like, hey, hey, hey. Haru runs in, scoops up sword, flying leap, stabs it through the monster's head. Because apparently it is okay to kill somebody to save the ones that you love. <laughs> as long as they're already dead. <laughs> well, yeah, and so that brings up, it's like, wait, so did his counterpart die... When he, when he died, died the first time, 
Did he get resurrected when he resurrected himself? How does that work? Don't know. Anyway, they save the day. And then, and then they're like, okay, well, you guys have to leave right now to go back to your world because you were only able to do that thing based on his magic, apparently, and now the portal is closing. There's a portal, and you have to go through it because his power is waning because he's dead. And if you stay here, it's not healthy for you. <laughs> we know this from our legends. <laughs> and so Haru's like, okay, you, we got to go. And Astrid's like, anyway, I would have dated you if you could stay. Bye, you. And he's like, hmm? Uh, yeah, he's like, well, you would have dated me? Uh, so he's like, oh, shit, wait, could I maybe not um, leave? Is it? And they go through the portal, and then he's like, actually, bye, Haru, and goes backwards through the portal. He can just fall back through it. Meanwhile, Haru's, like, being pulled. I don't know the mechanics of this interdimensional portal. <coughs> when Haru wakes up, he finds that nobody remembers you anymore. But Kotona is all better. She went into surgery, and they got rid of her tumor, and it was like a medical miracle. And so she can live. So I don't know why the stabbing earlier just didn't happen. It's not like it made her cancer never have happened. So I don't know. But it turns out Yu was actually from Ninokuni all along. And he was the counterpart to Haru. Why don't they look exactly the same? Don't ask questions of this film. <laughs> Why can he walk in Ninokuni and not in the well, other world? Well, my theory on that is because they're like, no, it's bad for you to stay in the uh, other okay. world. So he, and so he it's was like, in the wrong world. He was in the wrong world, and so not a plane accident. <laughs> yeah, he just appeared in the plane accident when he was a baby. So I guess maybe his fam he would okay. He's a he's a portal boy. I don't remember what they call him. He can travel between. He's a worlds. Ninokuni. He's a yeah. <laughs> And so I think what happened was his family was involved in some sort of terrible catastrophe back in Nino Kuni land, and he was in mortal danger and poofed into a plane crash. But his family didn't. Because they weren't magic portal boys. Only oh, okay. he's the magic portal and boy. And Haru because he's, he's the him. Okay. I don't know what this has to do with the villain's magic, though, because they were like, no, it's the villain's magic that caused you to be able to do this. And he maybe it was also a magic portal boy. I don't know. But, but then he wouldn't, I don't know. And they're like, this is why we both loved the same girl. It's because we're the same guy. And it's like, <laughs> why don't you look the same then? Because everybody else does. Anyway, that's Nino Cooney. It's not great. It's just so frustrating that it's like they keep hammering home, at least for the second half of the film. Like, you can't kill people for your loved ones. And, <laughs> and then they, they just him. do. They stab yeah. him in the head with a sword. So apparently sometimes you can. Yeah. Like that just that, that that theme, it just kept coming. And then but it's like, no, it. the reason why it was wrong to kill Astrid was primarily because that your assumption was wrong in the first place and it would have just killed Kotona. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like a moral quandary. Honestly, it's insane that anyone thought that that might be true, given the whole first thing. <laughs> So it's just like, no, it's not, you haven't set this up in a way that makes me wonder about this moral quandary. It's like, oh, it doesn't, it doesn't matter if it's wrong to do that because it wouldn't help anyway. So why are we talking about it? It's not good. And it's, it's, it's frustrated. What was the Sabrina thing you remembered? So after she, so she gets Judas's 10 silver pieces, she gets, trapped and tricked by the clay guy and then she comes from the future or past to save herself 
And then she gets all the pieces. And then she's in the future where the green man has taken over and everybody's dead except for her cousin. And then they melt down the three why, unholy... Why is Ambrose alive? <laughs> so... Because he hid in a cave. Okay. Or something. Um, Fallout shelter. <laughs> yes. And then they melt down the unholy artifacts and make a morning star because that's oh. her last name. Oh. <laughs> and she whips it around and uses it to time travel. But they also use the egg of Cthulhu. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> that was the wait, thing I remembered. Wait, wait, wait. That's <laughs> not a religion. <laughs> <laughs> so the former leader of the Church of the Night who was ousted when they yeah. ousted Lucifer. Yeah, what's his... They're hunting him face. down. Yeah. Because he sucks. Yeah, he's the worst. But turns out he's been dabbling in time magic at mm. Loch Ness. Yeah, that's where you'd do that. Where his infant children are now teenagers because of time, time magic, magic dabbling. Okay. And he gets this egg from this swamp monster that sure. is... Sort of connected to the un, like the most horrible of things. Even worse than the devil. Yeah, the eldritch stuff, the terrors. Okay, so So, we've got an official ranking of evil now. (laughs) Apparently, those those eldritch gods are worse. So it goes: Lucifer, old gods, eldritch terrors. The old gods are worse than Lucifer? Yeah. Oh. Because there's lots of them. Okay. Wait, are they worse or just stronger? I Older. <laughs> okay. I don't know. The scale isn't real. Well, because that's, I don't know. It's who, it's the, the, the pagans are like, they're better because they worship them. I don't know. It's, yeah. it's a thing. Yeah. Interesting stuff. But yeah, I thought it was interesting. I forgot to mention completely the Cthulhu stuff. The, yeah. They don't say Cthulhu or anything like that, but it's obviously Cthulhu. It's like a little thing in an egg. Yeah, it's a nasty egg. It's a nasty egg that does time magic. <laughs> well, that's exciting stuff for the future. Mm-hmm. Get some Lovecraft in there. That's just a really weird... It's like, now we've gone fully into, like, fantasy. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, at least, like, the devil is something that people be- believe exists. And then, you know, it's part of, like, a, an existing world religion. And then it's like, oh, the greek pagan stuff it's like well that 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 was you know there's and there's still people who sort of follow the hellenistic uh, belief system but it's like okay sure that's like a real world religion uh cthulhu though no 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 that's all fantasy that's 100 percent made up yep hmm. it'll be fun yeah and yeah just the morning star very good very good do you have a recommendation um <laughs> what was that noise uh that was i don't know and um at the same time um, ah. so my recommendation this this episode is fisherman's friends cough lozenges you love those little boys so my whole life my dad they've been my favorites of my dad's and he always got just the regular herbal ones uh-huh. which are strong as fuck but so gross but now they have other flavors, and the one I do is the cherry one. And it doesn't taste like fake cherry. It mm. tastes like cherry plus the herbal flavor of the original. Mm. So it's almost like a weird root beer kind of flavor. Okay, that sounds good. Normally I hate cherry cocktails. Oh, it does not taste good. like cherry. Yeah. It's like minty, herbally cherry. Interesting. Yeah. 
I'd it's really it. not very cherry. I'd try it. Oh, it's very good. And I just like. Yeah. There's the, yeah. Just knock them back. Yeah. Yeah. That's my recommendation. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a little unusual, but good. It's a good one. <laughs> it's a good one. It's one they have ones. other flavors, but very rarely do I see them. I've never seen. So they carry cherry at uh, most stores or regular. One or the other. Never, never usually both. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then my coworker got a hold of lemon, mm. which are fine, not my preferred one. And I guess they have a bunch of other or a couple other flavors, but they're like Canadian specials or something. Mm. Lemon Ricola are really good. Yep, he's nodding, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. He's nodding. Oh, my coworker also got a cough drop from North Carolina. That's just candy with honey in it. Mm. it's just honey filled yeah like it's got actual liquid honey in it it's got actual liquid honey in the center and it doesn't have like menthol or any of the actual like Mm -hmm. stuff it's just it's got honey and then it's got lemon sounds great (laughs) those are the only soothing things it's got in it that's nice which are not strong enough for me but if you're doing the whole (laughs) naturally thing i don't know man people got their preferences um lots of good YouTube videos just came out because it's the end of the month and that's when they do them. Is it? Is that yeah, well, thing? because it's YouTube, it's, it's like a monthly thing. And so if, if you don't upload a video that month, you won't get new revenue for that month. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, it's, yeah, it's a thing. And so See, I, I barely understood the ad revenue thing. So now that it's different, I don't understand. Yeah. It. Anyway, there's a, there's a, there's a financial reason why a lot of YouTubers tend to upload videos on the last day of the month. Um, so Lindsay Ellis has a new video, um, Big Joel has a new video, but I think the one I gotta recommend is the new Philosophy Tube video. Mm-hmm. It's called Data. I love my boy Ollie. He's great. He's doing some fascinating stuff with the video essay format. This one is more of a short film. Um, it's about sort of data, um, acquisition and sort of the weird surveillance state thing going on with that, but it is framed in a dialogue between a man trying to get into a nightclub and a bouncer. Ollie plays both of them. (laughs) The bouncer is Ollie Thorne with a Scottish accent. (laughs) And basically it's a dialogue where the guy's like, well, the, the bouncer needs to scan his ID. And the guy's like, I'm not comfortable with that. And they begin a dialogue. And every time it sort of goes wrong, it rewinds and somebody says something different. And so it's like, it's just like taking all of these different routes that this conversation could have. And so they're able to hit all of these different sort of points and thoughts about the idea while it, you know, keeping it like it as a dialogue. And it's really an interesting format and really fun to watch. Um, But yeah, the whole thing is just this weird sort of choose your own adventure conversation with himself. And it's very good. That makes me think of... The people that are weirded out when I ask for their ID at mm-hmm. the bank I work at. I know. It's like, I need to make sure that it's your money. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm just going to let somebody else get access to your money because you don't want me to ask for you. Yeah. That that one's weird. Like that. And it's just like, I'm a human being looking with my human being eyes to see if your ID matches the account. Whereas this, it's like the idea of like a, a data, like yeah. a like an ID scanner that, you know 
takes the ID and who, who, we, who we knows. We do have a scanner. Like, we, mm-hmm. we can upload a picture. Sure. But it doesn't, like... But it's... But this... Yeah, this, it's a whole... Yeah. This is, is a very good video. And he brings up a lot of very interesting points about why one might be uncomfortable with their data being captured. And, yeah, and we're, like, on our thing. Like, if you don't want your ID scanned in... That's like on you. It's your ID. It's your privacy. Like whatever mm-hmm. you want. Again, we just use the picture of it. <laughs> right. And that's like, yeah. Whereas, yeah, this is like the idea of like something that'll take like, oh, and he was here yeah. at this time yeah. and this is his vital information. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, it's great. It's great. Um, I highly recommend that video. But also Lindsay Ellis's new video about the Persian in the um, Phantom of the Opera adaptations. Very good. Very, very good. That does it for today's episode. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor.fm, and elsewhere. Although if you're already listening, you probably already know where to find us. But like, so you can let other people know. Yeah, you can listen to it at all the places, wherever you prefer. It's great. Also, please rate, subscribe, and review wherever you happen to be listening. It will help other nerds find us. It really makes a difference, and we appreciate it very, very much. I know a lot of podcasts right now are doing, like, five stars only because it's, like, funny or whatever. But, mm-hmm. like, you can give us low low ratings. Please don't unless there's, like, a good reason. Yeah. And, like, maybe tweet at us and tell us. Yeah, like, like don't just be like, hey, you said this thing. I disagree with it. One star. Like, maybe yeah. start with but talking be, with us because we might talk about it on the podcast and discuss it and change our own minds it would be great if you give us the opportunity but but you know right with your heart and your conscience (laughs) (laughs) check us out on twitter at litmeritpod for updates and news and thanks to jonathan colton for the use of our theme song fraud from his album artificial heart until next time ria miam bear no guilty pleasures. <laughs> oh, we're done. That's it. No more take two.